Hello, my fellow ortho enthusiasts, and welcome to the Seaview Ortho Podcast, where we cover everything orthopedics to get you back to quality living. I am your host, Leila Jabbar, and you are joining us for episode three of season two. As always, this podcast should not be taken as medical advice. The content is for informational purposes only. Each person and case is so unique. Therefore, we urge all of our listeners to please consult a healthcare professional for any medical questions. Today, we are talking scoliosis and the Schroth method of physical therapy. Now, I've heard many times in my life that innovation is born from the struggle. So, Savannah, would you please give us a little history for today's episode? Absolutely. Katharina Schroth, born in 1894 in Germany, was suffering from moderate scoliosis and underwent treatment with a steel brace at the age of 16 years old. Through her own ingenuity, she developed a unique treatment method that worked for her own body, and in 1921, she opened a clinic in Germany to treat others. Thank you, and now we, uh, we're we here in 2023 podcasting about it, so that's pretty amazing. On this episode, we are joined by our very own pediatric orthopedic surgeon, Dr. John Lentz. Dr. Lentz is fellowship trained and treats musculoskeletal issues in infants, children, adolescents, and young adults. Dr. Lentz specializes in the management of spinal deformities such as scoliosis, which we will be diving into today. And our other special guest is Regina Matthew, also from Seaview in our physical therapy department. Regina is certified in concussion and vestibular therapy, as well as Schroth scoliosis certified specialist. So thank you to both of our guests for being here today. Um, Dr. Lentz, you want to start with the basics. What is scoliosis? Sure. Thanks, Layla, and thanks, Regina, for being here. This is a great opportunity for us to talk about, I think, the next piece to the puzzle, maybe, for scoliosis management for us, something that's been brewing for years since the 1800s, but (laughs) uh, something that's, I think, coming a little bit more into the forefront in the last uh, five, ten years, especially. Okay. Um, What, just, you know, thank you for the general scoliosis, but what causes scoliosis? Like, what leads someone to having scoliosis? That's a question I get asked a lot of times in the office and we don't always have an answer for it. The majority of the scoliosis we treat is called idiopathic scoliosis. And that's basically a fancy word for, we don't know why it happens. It happens mostly in younger adolescent females. So adolescent idiopathic scoliosis, is one of the most common things we treat. And that just means basically, and when I tell my patients in the office, a young, healthy person with a curve in their spine. And uh, our job is to make sure that that curve doesn't get so big that it's going to cause problems later on in life. Okay. Just diving off of that question, what problems can scoliosis cause in the future? Scoliosis can cause a number of issues, but in the short term, it really doesn't cause too much. It sometimes causes a little bit of back pain, but we, we actually tend to see the same amount of back pain with mild curves and people who have no curves at all. So back pain in kids is not necessarily an abnormal thing. Our scoliosis patients, what we worry about is curves that get up into the really severe range, 80, 90 degrees, 100 degree curves. Those are really significant curves of the spine. Those can start to cause heart and lung problems. The majority of people we see don't come anywhere near those curves, but the fear is the bigger curves in our kids can turn into those types of curves in adults when it's much more difficult to treat Mm -hmm. and much more morbid to treat. So we try and address things now and keep our curves small while kids are still... uh, while they're growing, which is kind of our chance to be able to address these before they get too big. Excellent. Thank you. Um, what, how can a parent tell if a child has scoliosis? I remember this was 
I'm not going to age myself. But I remember when I was in school, standing in a line in a gymnasium, you probably remember as well, and yep, a nurse coming by to check if your shoulders were even and doing a quick exam. But that was pretty much the extent of my childhood scoliosis screening. So what can a parent do or how can they tell if their child has scoliosis? Yeah, I think that you probably had some more screenings without realizing it. And at least I hope so, because <laughs> our pediatricians are a huge force behind who is doing these screenings. And that's your annual visit. They're checking sometimes without you realizing. They're checking your shoulders. They're having you bend forward to touch your toes, but also checking your spine for any rotation there. Uh, there are prime ages about 10 to 12 years old where we see it more commonly in females and 12 to 14 years old for boys because they tend to be a little bit uh, later bloomers than our, our female patients. But uh, the annual screening is great. The school screening, the more people that are looking at someone's back, I think the better because sometimes the more mild curves are very easy to miss. So if school nurses looking at them, it's great. I think parents are, are a huge resource because they see these kids every day and they, they do notice changes that uh, sometimes would potentially be missed until the annual follow-up visit. So uh, if there's ever any question, of course, we always do the screenings as well. And I, I encourage uh, pediatricians and uh, school nurses to send kids our way to even just take a look and get a second opinion if there's any question about it. That's great. Now, you mentioned boys and girls. Is there, um, is there more of a demographic with scoliosis? Like, it, is one demographic more prone to scoliosis than another? Yeah, our female patients tend to have a higher incidence of scoliosis. So they are at higher risk and they, again, develop a little bit earlier. Their bones grow sooner and they get mm -hmm. taller faster uh, or, or earlier in life rather. So for us, that's that age of around 10 years old for girls is a good time to really make sure we're f focusing in to make sure they're not developing a scoliosis curve. Makes sense for sure. And does that have anything to do with like prenatal care or is it just hereditary? Like what does, how is someone getting scoliosis? Is it hereditary? Yeah, I think that uh, the majority, like I said, is not, we don't know why it happens, it's idiopathic, but there are some cases of scoliosis that are neuromuscular scoliosis, meaning that's due to a neurologic issue or syndromic. Maybe there's a genetic condition that runs in the family that causes it. Those are really the min minority of our scoliosis patients, but they do exist. So the other thing we do is we screen all of our patients, even though 99% of the time when I'm evaluating a scoliosis patient in the office, they have a normal neurologic exam, I still will check it when I see every new scoliosis patient every single time, just in case. And you know, one in a hundred, we catch something, something funny that happens in a kid uh, or something that wasn't expected to be there, uh, neurologic issue. And wow. sometimes that's the first time that they've even, even thought about that. They had no idea there was anything going on, but the spine is what you know, led us to look a little bit further and potentially save them a much bigger issue. That's amazing. Um, this is gonna lead us into, you know, talking more about Schroth, but how is scoliosis treated, generally speaking? Yeah. So scoliosis, I usually I have this conversation with my patients. I lump scoliosis into a few categories and we measure our scoliosis first. So when a patient comes into the office, we often will look at the images together. Uh, we'll go through how I make the measurements, which is kind of the, how much tilt there is between the vertebrae or the spine bones of the curve. So uh, perfectly straight spine would have zero degrees. And then we look at what we call spinal asymmetry, or sometimes I call it junior scoliosis or baby scoliosis, meaning it didn't really quite meet the criteria for scoliosis. Uh, it's less than 10 degrees. And the spine just has a little, maybe a wave to it. That next step would be a true mild scoliosis being a 10 to about 25 degree curve. And then we consider a moderate curve 25 to about 45 degrees. And then those are more severe curves are 45 to 50. Uh, of course, of the severe curves, you can get up to well past 100, which is extremely severe, but for the most part, the patients that we're, when we're first screening for them fall into one of those categories I just mentioned. The next element that we look at is 
how old is the patient and not so much what's their number age, although that does help us a little bit. It's more how old are their bones? How much growth do they have left? The big risk factor for a scoliosis curve is it getting worse, especially when we're looking at 15, 20, 25 degree curves. Those curves are never going to cause you a problem if they stay like that. But what drives the scoliosis to get worse and get closer to that 45, 50 degree range is growth. So someone with a lot of growth potential, meaning that they will have a lot of room to grow in terms of their height, in terms of their spinal growth, uh, they have a higher risk of progressing. So those patients we keep a close eye on. So again, to go back to those categories, our more minor curves, 10 to 25 degrees, we're keeping an eye on them. And that's possibly a good time to introduce a little bit of a Schroth therapy to try and prevent people from getting to the next level. And we'll kind of touch on that in a little bit as we uh, talk to Regina about Schroth therapy. Uh, the next step would be, or the next uh, category would be our moderate scoliosis. Those are 25 to 45 degree curves. Those have a much higher risk of getting to the next level. And we're talking about bracing plus trough physical therapy for those patients. So bracing is cumbersome. It is a lot, but it is proven to work in our patients. So when you can put a brace on somebody, and now new science is showing us a brace plus trough physical therapy, you really reduce, reduce their risk of progressing to the severe range or the 45 to 50 degree range. That range is the possible surgical range. So our goal, even though we are surgeons and we're treating people is to keep them away from surgery. We want them to never have to have surgery for this. And if we have tools like therapy and braces that can do it, we use them and we see really good results when we can combine those things, especially together to treat scoliosis. And I'm assuming as Savannah gave us a history lesson in the beginning of this, they are not, what was it? Steel bracing. They're not steel braces anymore. <laughs> the braces are not steel anymore. Everyone has these uh, terrible images from it's always sunny in Philadelphia exactly. or all these shows people see <laughs> with the big head pre headpiece and the halo yeah. and the screws bolted into the exactly skull. What I picture <laughs> <laughs> our scoliosis braces don't quite look like that, or they're far from that. At least uh, they have essentially they're custom made form fitting, uh, they are worn underneath clothes. They are worn for 16 to 23 hours a day for most kids that have scoliosis. So that is a lot. But the reason is we talk about it's almost like tying a stick to a tree that's growing curved. If you're not holding that tree straight by doing something while it's growing, it's going to grow into more of a curve. So for our scoliosis, our goal isn't necessarily to straighten that tree out. That's sometimes an unrealistic, cur uh, unrealistic goal. However, our goal is to prevent it from getting at least worse to that next level. Excellent answer. Thank you so much. Shifting gears to Regina. After hearing, you know, some of the treatment options that Dr. Lenz went over, let's take a closer look at Schroth. What is general Schroth method? If you were, you know, explaining the definition, let's say. Well, Schroth is a technique that we use in physical therapy to treat scoliosis and kyphosis. Uh, it's a 3D postural correction, and it's very specific to the curve deformity. And it combines elongation of the spine, breathing, postural correction, postural awareness, and strengthening. And in Schroth, we also work on the rotational deformity of the spine and the ribs through breathing and postural correction, which is key to derotating that spine and opening the concave side, which is the collapsed side. So this in turn will straighten the spine and decrease the curve. Physical therapy focuses mostly on like strengthening of the spine, stretching and things like that. Like say, for example, if you have a patient after surgery like ACL, uh, then we have to follow the protocol. We work on range of motion for four weeks and then uh, six to eight strengthening and then 10 to 12 like 
uh, functional activities, bring them back to what they want to do. Shroth is more, it's a technique for school use to straighten that curve. So I guess that would be what we would call the difference between the regular physical therapy and Shroth is Shroth is more through their whole scoliosis, you know, process. And then physical therapy is more for someone who has an injury or post-surgery, that kind of thing. Okay. Understand. And then for Shroth, how long is a patient typically in physical therapy for or the process? Every patient is different, but I would say like six to eight weeks two to three times a week. But I always tell my patients to like uh, follow up in like three to four months because they're growing and the curve could change or they might have a new curve, which we need to address. And I'm assuming that they're also seeing the ortho side. So it's, you know, combined. This is a team sport. So I'm I'm following usually my scoliosis patients every three or four months, months. depending on how much growth they have. And we're working closely with Regina to make sure that we are giving new prescriptions when it's needed. We're checking. We're often even looking at x-rays and making sure that things are improving, staying the same. As we're getting a little bit worse, we have all of that information. And, and really until it's, a, it's very custom tailored to each patient because, like you said, we have to see this out through their scoliosis process. Those curves that are less than 45 degrees will stop progressing when someone stops growing. So once we can determine they have not as much growth left and they're not going to yeah. get any taller – their risk of progressing is almost minimal if they've stayed below that level. So we can stop the therapy or, you know, a lot of times I think carrying some of those principles forward into the rest of their life is probably a good thing, but we're not to be as aggressive about trying to control the curve at that point. So I guess my next question is obsolete, but I'm going to answer, ask it anyway, because I want the answer. Um, Schroth method. This is a very common question out there. Is it pre or post surgery? So I guess it would be. Well, with Schroth, we want to prevent surgery. So um, we do shroth, but sometimes, you know, scoliosis can be very aggressive. Uh, shroth or bracing doesn't help. Then they have to go for surgery and then they come back for therapy again. Because I think, I don't think the curve is going to go down to zero, right, Dr. Lenz? The curve almost never turns around. Every once in a while, we'll see some benefit from the brace more benefit than we think in terms of correcting the curve. We, a lot of times we'll see it stay still or only creep up a few degrees and that's considered a huge success for us. We're just trying to keep it out of that surgical range. Someone coming in with a 25 degree curve that stays below 35 the rest of their life. That's a huge win. They never had surgery. They'll never notice the difference between 25 and 35 degree curve unless they took an x-ray and they're going to have a normal life without any significant risk of heart, lung issues, or even back pain compared with the regular population. Excellent. So this is a question to both of you then, I guess. Should everyone with scoliosis get Schroth therapy then? Yes, everyone should. She said yes so fast. She was like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and why, why is that? Well, it's very important to take care of your body. Your physical health is important. And scoliosis is one of the leading causes for pain and disability. It can affect the quality of your life, longevity of work, You may not see it when you're in your 20s and 30s. And in fact, uh, Social Security Administration recognizes that if you have scoliosis and your symptoms uh, have been severe um, and you haven't been able to work for 12 months full time, then you may be eligible for Social Security benefits. So I I think it comes under a disability. Wow. If, if, you know, you qualify. Very interesting. I I think that I've seen 
my own evolution on my thoughts on trough physical therapy throughout training and throughout my career as well so far. And initially it started off, we didn't have enough data supporting the trough work or not. And my conversation would be, you know what? This is definitely not going to hurt you. It might help you. There are enough short-term studies right now showing good results with this. If you have the ability and the time to do it, it is worth doing. And even just the core strengthening and generalized back health you're going to get from this type of therapy focusing on your spine is going to be good for you no matter what. Now I've almost shifted gears now that more studies are starting to come out showing that it really does benefit, especially with our patients that are wearing a brace. The combination of brace plus Roth is huge. Uh, and for me, it's hard for me not to at least mention it to my patients. You know, I, I always try to prescribe it to patients now who have any kind of curve that might progress. I have the discussion with them and let them know that this is your best chance at not entering the next level. If you ever have, to, ever have to have surgery for this, it's not the end of the world either. It's a very successful surgery, but we don't want to have to do that. It is a major surgery, and we can avoid it in a lot of people. The next question is, is it a guarantee if I do Schroth and I wear my brace? Are you, what are you hosting now? Are you taking my questions? <laughs> Go for it. Sorry. <laughs> That's a common question that people ask me. Like, you know, is it proven? Is it going to do it? Is it going to make sure I never have to have surgery? We don't know. Everybody's curve is a little bit different. Some curves just take off regardless of wearing a brace or not. And that's rare. The brace and stroth really hold things off nicely, but we do see that sometimes the, uh, the curves can still progress even with those things. And the only logical thought that we have in those situations is imagine if you weren't wearing the brace, imagine if you weren't doing the stroth therapy, how bad your curve could be. Because if you do need surgery, fixing a 50 degree curve is a lot different than fixing a 90 degree curve. And that's that is great. still a huge win for us. So I think the next social media post, Savannah, should be uh, Shroth plus uh, bracing equals success. That's great. Thank you so much for answering that. So this is kind of like taking another turn, but is there an ideal scoliosis patient that you would recommend this therapy for then? I know we're saying kind of everyone should be in it, but is it more ideal for one patient over another? I don't think there's, there is an ideal patient, but earlier the intervention, better the outcome would be. Excellent. And someone who buys into it and really does the work on their end because yes. Regina sees them for an hour a few times a week. That's not going to do it by itself. Commitment and motivation. I've been trying to tell my fiance this. So you just got <laughs> some stretches that he's supposed to be doing. And I'm like, didn't uh, the doctor say five times a day and we're doing them twice a day? Okay. Commitment. Compliant patients win. Is the Schroth method for children only then? Or are you see because, you know, they, these people are done growing, but can Schroth still help an adult? No, it's never too late to start therapy for scoliosis. A lot of the times it goes unnoticed in their teen years because they're young, they have no pain. But once you hit 20s and 30s and you start working and, you know, your job might require you to lift heavy, like nurses, firefighters, police officers, surgeons, they stand for like 12 to 14 hours. And, you know, if you have scoliosis, that's going to, cause some pain and uh, it might it, it it will affect your quality of life and longevity of work so uh, you know you do need to take care of it when you're young and then follow up because when you're when you're young youth is on your side and you will recover pretty fast but when you're in your 40s and 50s it's it's hard to recover in so many ways <laughs> in so many many ways so, let's get a little technical regina what are some of the objectives of yeah. shroth well the main objective is to prevent the progression of the curve 
Secondarily, if we can get some correction of the spine, that's great too. Well, the ultimate aim is to prevent surgery, spinal fusion in the future. Which is reiterating what the ortho said, again, saying, you know, our orthos and physical therapists are on the same team, shooting for the same goal. Am so I the ortho in that situation? You, you would be the ortho, <laughs> the orthopod, because this is the Seaview Orthopod cast. CV Orthopedics Physical Therapy is available at all six of our office locations, offering evening and weekend hours. Our physical therapists, certified hand therapists, acupuncturists, and support staff are entirely dedicated to the physical restoration of your optimal health and function. Our experienced physical therapy staff works together with our medical providers to develop and deliver a coordinated exercise and home program that is customized to your individual needs. If you or someone you know would like to be scheduled for an appointment, give us a call at 732-660-6200. So what are common questions that, like, this would be to both of you then. So when you're recommending Schroth in the um, clinical room and when you're saying, you know, this is what I recommend for your patient, what are parents asking? Are they asking, can they still play sports? Are they asking? Yeah, they, they do ask whether they could play sports and I I tell them you know sports is good for your physical health mental health so they should play um, sports but a lot of the sports involve rotation and with scoliosis there is that rotational deformity so by the end of the day uh, they can develop like rotational lot of lot of rotational energy in their body. So I tell them to like, you know, do the shroth by the end of the day, like the home exercise program. Do it at the end of the day. After the sports. After the sports, before they go to bed. Just do that. That might help with, if you have scoliosis, that will help. Do do parents ever ask you about sports with scoliosis? Can they Definitely. play embracing? Like Yeah, so even in my kids in a brace, I, the window is 16 to 23 hours. And that reason is I want them playing their sports. I want them living as much of a normal life as possible and just having this kind of brace they have to wear on. And the brace comes off when they take when they go play sports. If you're going to play sports for eight hours, that's great. You still get 16 hours a day in the brace. A lot of hours. Would, yeah, that's a lot of hours. <laughs> but you can do it is what I mean. You can do as much as you want to. And I think that some of that rotational stuff, definitely you're going to have tighter muscles on one side. And that's the whole idea behind Schroth's physical therapy. If you think of a straight spine... There are muscles that attach all the way from your pelvis all the way up the spine the whole way. So when you start to add a curve into that spine, on one side, the C shape, let's look at the inside of the C or the mouth of that C, the muscles are going to get a lot tighter on that side. On the other side, they're, they're going to contract and get shorter on that side. On the longer side of the C or the, the bump of the C, you're going to see muscles getting relatively longer. And we have to try and find some balance between those muscles to pull the spine back into a straighter position and not be exaggerating it in the other direction. Awesome. Thank you. And what results, I mean, we kind of touched on this, but what results can be expected after, uh, you said, you know, sometimes six weeks. What results can a parent expect after that? Visual improvement in the degree of the spinal curvature. And something that I have seen in the clinic is the patient and the parent telling me that a family member commented on their posture, like they're straight, taller, 
Also, sometimes parents would commend the child's endurance level. For example, they're able to do yard work, which was not feasible <laughs> before. Get well, back to those chores. <laughs> ultimately, the, the result that we as clinicians would like to see is a decreased curve. Amazing. And what can parents do to help on both sides? What can parents do to help meet these goals? Well, parents can use the special bond that they have with the child and ex- educate them on the importance of conservative treatment. Well, the child has to want to do therapy. It's not easy. Uh, but when they come, I always sit down with them, show them the x-ray. They need to know their body. They need to know what we are working on. They need to know the concave side, the collapsed side. They need to know where they're going to breathe into. So include them in the process, and that usually helps. What do you tell pa- parents that they can do at home to help, whether it be about bracing or whatever? Usually, if I'm prescribing a brace for somebody, even that first visit when we talk about that brace, I tell them, you're probably going to fight a lot. You're going to argue. <laughs> oh, it's no. uh, And that's okay. You're going to have good days and bad days. You're going to have days where you're angry and yelling at each other. You're going to have days you're telling your kid to put that brace back on. You haven't been on it, in it for as long as you think you have. That's good. We need that back and forth. We need days where you let out your emotions and let it happen. That's the same thing even with the therapy side of it. There's days where... You know, it's not even just a kid thing. Adults, nobody wants to exercise except for the people who do it all the time. Try and get anyone to start a new routine of anything. It's nearly impossible. So, Especially in kids. I, I totally can understand that. Yeah. But having the parents involved and, and having everyone see the benefit of it and see where we're heading and see what even the risk is if you don't have success with this, I think all of those things help. And having off days are okay also. So having the parents just having that reinforcement and realizing give them the day. Let them take it off once in a while, but kind of keep a short leash and make sure that you're still encouraging them. And still that family support is huge for the whole the whole process throughout scoliosis. It really is a team sport between the physician, the physical therapist, the parents, the kid and even our marketing team getting involved. Oh, look at that. We got a little (laughs) kudos. I'm going to applaud us really quick now. I I do have a couple more questions, but this is a hard visual. I actually had a really hard time visualizing what Shroth was. So I just want to plug really quick on our social media. Regina and Savannah and our marketing team put together this great reel. If you're looking to have like more of a visual, visit our Instagram at CV Ortho. There is a great reel where you can kind of see a little bit of what is entailed in Shroth therapy. Can you just kind of explain what you were kind of doing in that video for people? We, yeah, we, we were doing the postural correction, uh, elongation, the, the breathing, which obviously you can't see, and then trying that in different positions like sitting in prone in, in different positions. Yeah, that's what we were trying Excellent. to do. Sure. And Dr. Lentz, um, in your follow-ups with patients who have been doing Schroth, do you see a visible difference? I definitely have. And it's I see a lot of patients with scoliosis uh, more and more now doing Schroth, which is great. And it's always this amazing you know, I always put it up for the families. I put the picture on the left and the picture on the right, pre and post trough. And I say, which one looks better to you? Mm. And it's like, wow, I can't believe that they're actually having some benefit. And that's not always the case. And the truth is, sometimes that first visit at the four months, they've had a little bit of a decrease and they've seen a lot of benefit from it. And it goes back to where it was. But again, that is still a huge success in my eyes that they haven't progressed to the next level or even close to it. If they stay static at a 25 degree curve the rest of their life, high fives all around. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, this question is beyond Schroth, beyond scoliosis, but you kind of touched on it before. I just want to 
get both of your opinions. How much importance is placed at our, our practice at CV Orthopedics, but also just in general between orthopedic physicians and physical therapists? Like, why is that relationship and that collaboration so important? Well, the whole program was developed as a collaboration between physicians and the physical therapy team. Seaview is a physician-owned orthopedic practice, and they noticed that there was a group of patients who could benefit from specialized care. So they approached us in the physical therapy department through our director, Varsha, about the provision of such services. And Seaview, in an attempt to help these patients, decided to train specialists within their physical therapy team in the most effective conservative treatment available, which is shroth. And those of us who have gained the specialist training are located across the different sites. We are a nascent program of only a few short months, but we have been able to help patients already. And a multidisciplinary approach has always been recommended in the literature for maximum benefit to the clinical outcomes for the patient. And we work closely with our physicians to provide the best care. And this is always an ongoing effort and collaboration and can and should always be. And it's reviewed like the metrics. And the ultimate winner is will always be the patient. Okay, I just want to record that for a commercial because that was <laughs> it. That was it. <laughs> Dr. Lenz, I don't know how you're going to follow that, but... <laughs> I don't know if I need to follow that. That was great. No, absolutely. I've seen it in uh, another episode that we did. It was the episode with Dr. Thacker and John Gallucci from JAG, but they expressed the utmost importance of physical therapists and trainers and doctors working together because at the end of the day... It's the patient. It's it's the outcome of the patient. So that's about all the time we have for today. Thank you to our guests, Dr. Lenz from CV Orthopedics, our pediatric ortho team. To learn more or book an appointment with Dr. Lenz, you can visit our website, learn all about him, or book an appointment, cvortho.com. Also, thank you to Regina Matthew from our CV therapy team. The CV Ortho podcast is researched and written by the marketing team at CV, Michelle Gibson, Savannah Rotola, and me, your host, Layla Jabbar. This podcast was produced by our friends at Everyday Espo. As always, a huge thank you to our listeners. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the CV Ortho podcast and share with other ortho enthusiasts. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at CV Ortho and like us on Facebook for all of the CV Ortho fun, as well as updates on upcoming episodes. Get up, get moving, and get back to quality living with CV Orthopedics.